Hi, and welcome to Black Political Beat, a podcast designed to keep you civically engaged and politically motivated. I'm your host, Cameron Woods, and today is great because today we get to discuss our first listener-submitted topic, which is, drumroll please, the Congressional Black Caucus. But first things first, I want to thank listener Kelly D. from the Embrace Black podcast for submitting the idea to do this episode. I greatly appreciate it when anyone engages, let alone listens to this podcast. So Kelly, I definitely wanted to say thank you and please keep up the good work over at the Embrace Black podcast. You guys, if you haven't heard it, definitely check it out. It's really cool. And to everyone else listening, if you have any episode ideas or any topics you'd like me to go over, just hit that call in button and let me know. Alright, so I hope you're somewhere comfortable or maybe just somewhere you can turn on the podcast and listen distraction-free because this episode might be a little bit longer than the others, but it's so, so, so worth hearing. To start, we're going to take a look back at where it all began. Though there's no shortage of awesome black political figures involved in this organization's history, Congressman Charles C. Diggs Jr. from Michigan is credited with proposing the creation of the Democratic Select Committee in 1969 as a way to increase interaction and collaboration between African American members of Congress. The number of black members of Congress doubled from 5 to 10 across the 90th and 91st U.S. Congress, and by 1971, the Congressional Black Caucus as we know it was born. And just a quick sidebar, it's worth mentioning that Congressman William Clay Sr. was able to contribute one of the coolest mottos for the organization of all time. And I quote, Black people have no permanent friends, no permanent enemies, just permanent interests. So while the motto is indeed badass, it is also a great reflection of the many things the CBC has fought for in order to truly advance and foster black political advocacy in the United States and beyond. Here's a sampling of the CBC's policy agenda in their own words. Reforming the criminal justice system and eliminating barriers to re-entry, combating voter suppression, expanding access to world-class education from pre-K through post-secondary level, expanding access to quality affordable health care and eliminating racial health disparities, expanding access to 21st century technologies, including broadband, strengthening protections for workers and expanding access to full, fairly compensated employment, expanding access to capital, contracts, and counseling for minority-owned businesses, and not to mention promoting U.S. foreign policy initiatives in Africa and other countries that are consistent with fundamental human right of dignity. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can definitely tell the CBC is an organization that does not mince words. The membership of the Congressional Black Caucus is primarily composed of Democratic Party members, but that isn't by design. The founders were actually looking to establish a nonpartisan organization and does have a history of some bipartisan collaboration to reflect that. Remember, from the motto, we know that there's no permanent friends or enemies. And quick shout out to Congresswoman Mia Love, Republican out of Utah, who was the first black Republican woman elected to Congress and the first black American elected to Congress from Utah. Building Bridges. 
Currently, the CBC has 48 members composed of representatives from both the House and Senate, collectively representing over 70 million Americans. This includes an estimated 24% of the total U.S. population, around 17 million African Americans, and 41% of the total U.S. African American population. The CBC also boasts a status leadership with six members serving on full House committees and 31 members serving as ranking members on House and Senate subcommittees. The current agenda for the 115th Congress is much more comprehensive than we'd have time to go through, but if you take a peek at their awesome website, you'll see that the Congressional Black Caucus boils it down to the three E's, equality, engagement, and economic empowerment. These values shape everything that the CBC is about in 2018. As you can probably imagine, they've also won some pretty epic battles on the Hill and have walked away with many wins over the last 47 years. These are included, but not limited to, multiple extensions of Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act in 1970, 1975, and for 25 years in 1982. Creation of a constructive alternative budget proposal initiative, which still distinguishes it from any of the other caucuses. Garnering support for Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday bill, which was eventually signed into law in 1983. The CBC started advocating for it in 1975. Passing of the Voting Rights Language Assistance Act. Passage of the National Voter Registration Act. Establishment of the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, which is a nonpartisan, nonprofit public policy research and educational institute. And most recently, as I'm very proud to share, they helped to secure the appointment of Senators Cory Booker from New Jersey and Kamala Harris out of California to the Senate Judiciary Committee, making them the second and third African Americans to serve on the committee in its 200 plus year history. A very big deal indeed. And again, if you haven't been to the CBC's website, I definitely encourage you to go to cbc.house.gov today and just check out some of the initiatives they have. There's a lot of online engagement opportunities, including the hashtag root out racism movement. They also have some details concerning each of the initiatives I spoke about earlier. And the CBC remains very active with the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, its nonprofit. And also each September, they host the legislative weekend to um, provide for issues forums and workshops and other um, engagement opportunities uh, chaired by Congressional Black Caucus members. They also have a pretty active YouTube if you don't feel like you can fly to DC. <laughs> so I hope that was informative and enlightening for you in any way, and I highly encourage you again to look at the CBC's website, read through some of the bios of some of these very influential leaders and basically the most influential black lawmakers in the country. Um, the feats that these people have achieved are awe-inspiring and definitely deserving of all of our thanks um, and remember Queen Maxine does not stand alone but yes of course she is she is definitely fierce <laughs> 
So that's all my time for today. And I thank you for listening. Until next time, stay well, but more importantly, stay informed.